Hi everyone, this is Aaron and you are listening to Walnut Commentary, the official podcast for the pastors and leaders of FCBC Walnut. I spoke with Pastor Hanley Liu, the English pastor of FCBC Walnut, and we talked about the FCBC Walnut Ministry Fair, Shepherd's Conference and John MacArthur, Hanley's Sermon from Sunday, and the upcoming SOLA Conference. We also answer a listener question. How should a guy ask out a girl from church? Thanks for listening. Hanley, I had a dream. It wasn't a vision. It was just like a normal dream. And I want to get your opinion on this. In this dream, I was talking to Gabe. You know Gabe, right? Gabe Lee. Yeah, Gabe. Gabe. And so um, in the dream, Gabe like revealed like how much offering I give to church. I don't, I don't know the exact number, okay? It was in the dream. So he like told everybody and I got really mad. I got really mad at Gabe. And then, you know, this was all in the dream. And then I woke up. And when I woke up, I knew that, I knew that like, I think I just had a dream, but I had anger in my heart. And I don't know if I need to tell this to Gabe right now and like, you know, face to face and like ask for his forgiveness. What do you, what do you think? I think you should tell Gabriel the angel about the dream that, that he visited <laughs> you in your dream. And, and he'll probably laugh. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because it's in a dream, right? And obviously you're not actually angry at him. I'm not, no. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, talk to him about it. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny that, that he visited you and, and revealed like how much you give. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think this is a sin issue that I need to do some big heart surgery on? I think that's a question for you to to really search your heart and and ask. I mean, like the dream could be what God uses to reveal that maybe you're angry at Gabe for something else, but I don't know. I don't know what you would be angry at him for. So, wow. so I don't know, you know, so I, I don't know why you would wake up angry at Gabe. I don't know. It's a dream, uh, but you're probably just emotionally angry from the dream itself, mm, right? Because mm, what happens yes. in a dream is in dreams, there's, there's real experiences of fear, like someone chasing you, um, you're falling, you lost of a loved one, you know, things like nightmares, a nightmare will creep you out. Happy dreams also bring you joy when you when you wake up. Sometimes if you don't even remember what the dream is, you're like, I don't know, I had a great dream. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel good about it. So so I think, you know, there's real emotions in dreams. Yeah. So I'm not saying God, you know, speaks to people through dreams, specifically in, in this scenario, I'm not. I'm right. also not saying that God doesn't speak through dreams because right. obviously we have testimony that He speaks to Muslims mm-hmm. uh, through dreams, revealing the person of Jesus, of Jesus Christ right, in, in a right. very biblical way. Right. So that's that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I'll have to save this discussion with Gabe on a podcast. It will be a yeah. Get him a on discussion the podcast. That lives on podcasts. <laughs> you have another podcast with Gabe, so, I do, so get, yes. get Gabe on I that do. podcast. I'll get him on my him. sound words. Um, tell him. Well, why are you creeping into my dreams? <laughs> Hanley, there's a lot going on at FCBC these days. Maybe, maybe it's just, uh, you know, I've been spending a lot of time at church and I'm dreaming stuff about church people. We have a ministry fair going on. Um, are you going to be participating mm-hmm. in that or do you know anything about that? Yes. First, all the credit goes to several people, in particular, Joyce Louis, who came up with the idea. I mean, I mean ministry fair itself is not a, a revolutionary idea and we've done it before, uh, a long time ago, probably like more than a decade and a half ago, 
English, the English congregation has done a ministry fair, but I, I believe she visited a church, another church, and they were having a ministry fair. And so just to bring the idea back to us, we're like, hey, you know what? This is a time where our church is growing uh, and, and we really need to help people discover their spiritual gifts. We need to help members assimilate into both community and ministry. So what's a better way to do this? The idea went to, uh, I believe, Denise, one of our administrative uh, staff, as, long, as well as Alice, one of our ministry assistants, as well as um, pa- Pastor Terrence very early on. And from there, they just took it. They just took it and began to form a committee. I know there's other people like Jessica, uh, your wife is on the committee, you know, Tiff, uh, Tiff Deep's on the committee. I know I'm missing people, but there's others on the committee that have been working really, really hard. And so first credit to them, you know, all the details. Then um, when they contacted individual ministry leaders who wanted to hold a booth or a table at the ministry fair, I mean, I know personally within transit, I, and I assume every other ministry has been just as diligent. I know within transit, Calvin, the officer just went down to the detail of every single opportunity and how to follow up, how to train people, how to get people assimilated in. And, and so this, this ministry fair is, is really a foretaste of, of what the fruition of the ministry fair hope we hope that the fruition will be is already you see the priesthood of all believers activated in even the planning and in the, the putting together of, of the, the ministries. And the other cool thing is that each and every ministry that's represented by uh, volunteer leaders, and I want to say everyday missionaries and everyday disciple makers, each and every one of them are going to be at that table proclaiming, preaching, talking about their ministry, talking about the purpose. And, 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 and you can just see more and more involvement and love for the local church, more commitment. Uh, and so I think that that's going to be great. So, so I, I want to say first, thank you to those who really came up with the idea and fleshed out the idea and brought this ministry fair into fruition. And we know that this is not an end in in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. Because a ministry fair is not like a secular job fair um, where you're, you're, it's different. You're, you're talking about an organization, an organism of spirit filled, spirit empowered people trying to exercise spiritual gifts while still battling sin, but ultimately motivated by a love for Jesus Christ and the gospel. So, so ministry fair hopefully gets us started and we may have more of these in the future, but it, it, the, the whole thing is going to have to um, develop over the years. If you weren't preaching, okay, let's just pretend you weren't a preacher or whatever. What ministry do you think you'd be interested in serving in? In transit, <laughs> in transit. You like young uh, adults. I would, I would, I would love to disciple younger men. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and, and I see the demography of, um, or the, or the main demographic of in transit now are, are young men between 22 to maybe 27, 29, maybe 30. And then, you know, obviously there are those in their thirties, but I think that's, that's, that's right there where, you know, I'm a couple life stages, maybe removed from them. And so, So just to be able to learn from them, to, to learn how they think, uh, you know, I, I know the younger generation now, you know, they value discipleship in, and relationship. Their definition of discipleship is not so much a Sunday school class or let's read a book together, though that may be one very effective form of discipleship. Their, their, their definition of discipleship is we could read a book, we could talk about scripture, but let's do this in the in a form of like having lunches or just being over and, and having coffee and just talking through life and living 
life together. And, and through that, we have, we have life lessons on what it means to be a, a Christ follower um, in the world. So I, I'd love to invest in men. And, and that's if I wasn't a pastor or a preacher. I, I would love to do that. That's really insightful, man. I think that you do have a heart for training young men and equipping them with the word. So whether or not that's on the pulpit, yeah, you're, you can do that definitely in um, you know, a, a ministry setting. There is another conference going on, uh, actually, right now, uh, Shepherd's L- Conference. Ligon L- Duncan is speaking right now, but I'm on <laughs> podcast with you. So, yeah. so hopefully that, that makes you... Makes Priorities, you, I uh, guess. I prioritize, <laughs> yeah. uh, I prioritize FCBC Walnut's <laughs> podcast ministry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Why aren't you at uh, Shepherd's Conference this year, man? You've gone in years past, I've right? gone. I've gone. It's, it's first, first of all, it's a tremendous conference. I think one of the greatest values of the conference is not just being fed by, by some of the, the most gifted uh, expository preachers in our age, but uh, really it's reconnecting with a lot of like-minded friends. And it's just a time of, of fellow pastors gathering and being encouraged to continue to faithfully shepherd the flock, uh, whether it's through preaching or discipleship um, or counseling. But um, I didn't go. I haven't been able to go in the last few years. I think part of it is the schedule. Um, and the cost. Um, this this year, I know it's a very special year. It's it's MacArthur's fiftieth year of ministry, and uh, some people are saying in the grapevine that this may be his last Shepherds Conference. I don't wow. know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Um, but this year, uh, it's rather than having it three days because for the longest time, Shepherds Conference was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, but this year, it, it's Tuesday. It was Tuesday, Wednesday. It'll be tomorrow, Thursday, and it'll be Friday. And um, the cost went up. You know, I have a limited conference fund. So all my conference funds are, are being used right now on specific training conferences like, like the conferences I go to or the colloquiums that I go to that I'm going to go to in May with the other, you know, Chinese English pastors to talk about the English ministry or, or, or different events um, that are more directly related to the work of FCBC Walnut. So that's what, and then hopefully, if if uh, if Shepherd's Conference continues, maybe in a few years, I can, I can go back and and, and be fed. But uh, I know it's not the same uh, listening online. But the beauty is that now everything is live stream right. for free. <laughs> right, so right, you, yeah. You kind of save the costs. Um, there. What has John MacArthur meant to you on a personal level? I don't know how to say this without. Um, Without sounding sinful, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say you know short of short of idolatry, right? I mean, um, and, and that's coming from hindsight of wisdom, right? Uh, the my first exposure to to the importance of taking the Word of God seriously, uh, f- to studying it, having a context to to the uh, to the importance and the imperative of of uh, proper interpretation. Uh, to to passion for preaching, all of that came through uh, men uh, in the early stages. It was it was one, it was one man in particular, a graduate of the master seminary, who poured his life into me, uh, both in personal discipleship, but also one of the greatest gifts he gave me was he handed me uh, an early version of the MacArthur Study Bible, and and when I was first learning how to study the Bible as a college student. You know, I, I had all of John MacArthur's notes and I didn't know different views of 
of eschatology or different views on charismatic gifts, but but I was able to at least use those notes to understand the Bible and, and gain a an early formation of, of of systematic theology, and 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 um, I guess a philosophy of of preaching and ministry that got built off of that. And after that, you know, going through Bible college, I didn't take any preaching classes, but I was preaching uh, to junior hires and to high schoolers through various internships. And and the model that I had was John MacArthur. You know, it's it's like I just I just want to get up every week and try to do what he does. So without a lot of training, that's why I jokingly say like I don't literally go up there and read his commentary. <laughs> right. But 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 when I didn't really know the original languages as well, I would pick up his commentaries and being a very 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 novice preacher, I'd just go through it. This word means this. This background means this. Now obviously through seminary training and uh, ministry experience, I learned to find my own voice. But, but yeah, for the for the longest time, I was a wannabe John MacArthur. Um, so um, I, I will, yeah, you know, he he'll say he's not perfect. I, I I can't say that I would, you know, agree with every single thing that that he says because he he's not Jesus Christ, sure, and he would right. he wouldn't want us to try to be <laughs> right. little John MacArthur's. But I'm guilty of. I'm guilty of having him as a ministry idol, but, but in all seriousness, I, I really respect the man mm, mm. Um, being able to stand in the pulpit for this long and faithfully preach, you know, at the same church for so long. And, and his style of preaching really hasn't changed um, over, over the 50 years of ministry. Uh, if you, if you listen to grace to you, or if you go to gty.org and if you download some of his earlier sermons, you'll see that, in his younger days, you could tell his his voice is higher and he's talking faster. There is actually more application, you know, but he's, <laughs> but he's yelling, right? He's like more passionate going at it. Mm-hmm. And as the years pass, you could see, you know, his his tone got deeper. He talks slower, but still, still authority, you know, still authoritative. What I love about him is that you can pick up his sermons and because the whole time he's just expositing God's word and explaining God's word, a lot of it, you could apply it in any century, right? I mean, I mean, so for example, if I were to say, if I were to start my introduction with a current event, and if I were to give a practical application from today's news, um, that might not be applicable a hundred years from now. Not that anybody would care about what I preach, you know, like a hundred years from now, but that wouldn't be applicable. But a hundred years from now, you can listen to MacArthur's sermon and it's just pure exposition yeah, yeah. And, and and you can still be fed and, you know, understand God's word. So I can't, I can't say enough about what John MacArthur from a distance has meant to me personally um, as an expositor and, and as a man of God. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good, man. And I, I can, I can see um, how you still do model a lot of your preaching style after him. And uh, it, it, only benefits me, man. So I, I, I'm glad for it. Let's talk shop for a little bit, man, since we're talking about preaching right now. Um, I led music on Sunday. You were preaching. It seemed as if you got a little uh, burnt out at the end. Were you losing a little bit of steam? What I vividly remember is you yelling. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. You were yelling, we get juice. And you said that like a lot. We get juice. We get juice. What was going on through your mind, man? I mean, it was a good sermon. I, I just... You know, it was a little different. Yeah. So, so, so last week, you know, I was, I was preparing for, for, for different things. And, um, you know, it was a harder week in terms of, of, of Haley being sick at home 
in the morning time during during uh, my my usual Friday, you know, final push for for preparation. So I was preparing late into the late into the the evening and into the night on Friday night, and um, maybe around midnight or one a.m. I said, you know what, this 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 sermon's too long. I I can't make I I can't make the third point. Um, I'm not going to make the third point. Meaning, you know, I'm going to get to the forty minute mark with just point one and two, and all we need is point one and two. But I know that as a church of 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 a, you know the Mandarin and Cantonese and English congregation and youth service, there's there's four congregations that are all preaching through Mark, and we're all trying to end at the same time. And I've already punted once, so meaning I've already cut one passage shorter and asked for an additional week. Uh, so we're going to end. We're scheduled to end one week later than than the rest of the church English congregation. So I didn't want to like skip this particular passage. But I think I should have listened and just like cut the sermon right there. And then you would have had just the Garden of Gethsemane uh, and, and, and the disciples and how they responded. And then you would have seen very clearly the cup of wrath is what Jesus took. Jesus said, please, Lord, if there's any way, you know, let this cup pass from me. But in the very same chapter earlier in Mark 14, Jesus was talking about this. This is the cup. Mm-hmm. Of, of the blood of the new covenant right so so the cup that we drink is mm-hmm. wine but mm-hmm. for us you know we drink juice grape we juice, drink grape right. juice mm-hmm. and you know the cup that jesus took was the cup of wrath so that would have tied up nicely uh but two things happened was that was that um you know i went to sleep friday we had a meeting in the morning and then and then i had an event saturday evening so i actually didn't didn't finish preparing uh, Sunday morning we had a community group, and then, oh, um, you know, so I just, I just right right before I went up to the pulpit, I I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. I I, I guess since I didn't make the final transition to cut point number three, I'm just going to go up and preach point number three. And, and in hindsight, I think that was a mistake. So so not only was the energy coming down, but I was tired from from the weekend. And so by the time I got to point three, I was forcing the energy a little bit. I was trying to just I felt my energy drop. And I just felt tired all of a sudden. And so in the end, I, I, I pushed out the air. I screamed. And, uh, and what came to my mind, and I, I wasn't trying to imitate the same thing, but um, there was a sermon that C.J. Mahaney preached on the Garden of Gethsemane, I think, from, from Resolve, like several years ago. It might have been 2008, where, where he, was, he was saying, um, he screamed so that we can sing. Actually, no, he was, he was talking about the cross, I think. It's about the cross where, where Jesus screamed, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He screamed so that we could sing, mm, right? Mm, mm. And then so I was like, oh man, you know, that it's the same idea, but a different text, different topic, different theme is that, is that you know, in exchange for, for wrath, instead of drinking the bitter cup of wrath, we just drink the sweetness of that juice and, and so try to drive that home. But Anyways, lesson learned, and this week we're preaching again, but I'm actually going to cut the text shorter <laughs> than what's assigned, and which means there's a portion of Mark that we may just skip over. Mm, you know? I see, and, I see. And, you know, we'll come, we'll come back to it. You know, I, yeah. one of the things that the congregation may or may not, not know is I'm always going to come back to it somehow, meaning <laughs> the next time we preach <laughs> something, I'm going to, and if it applies, as soon as I can get a cross-reference in, yeah. we're going to go back. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just a personal thing I have with God. You know, we have to preach every single uh, word yeah. Yeah. You know, to the yeah. best of our ability. We don't need to, you know, parse out every single article and every single, yeah. like, pronoun. But I, but I do believe uh, if we're going to preach through Mark, we should preach through the canonical portions of Mark 
which ends at, chap- at chapter 16, verse 8. Hey, man, look, I'm a critic, man. I don't mean to be a critic. So, um, you know, I'm going to give you some encouragement right now, man. Even though oh, critique me. I, I, nah, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> even though you're saying you're tired and even though, you know, you said that uh, you were trying to push it out of there, I think you still uh, delivered a great sermon. And uh, it was definitely memorable, <laughs> at least from my <laughs> from my side of things, man. And also, you know, causing causing me to worship. It's always a privilege to to play music uh, before and after the preaching of God's word. And I think the other thing too, is that like, you know, you are preaching to FCBC Walnut, you're, you are the pastor. And so we do recognize that like, hey, you're a young father, you got Sunday school going on before you come up to preach. And uh, you, um, you know, you, you have the other ministries that you take care of too. And that's in addition to all the meetings and um, meetups that you have going on. So I'm sure the congregation is uh, right behind you. And uh, thankful to have you as as their preacher man no I, I appreciate the encouragement the the congregation has been nothing but understanding and loving you know and uh, and i think that's why they let me preach until twelve fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know so so i'll 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 thank them for that and you know i'm not gonna abuse their grace you know, I, I i know some of them are just holding on for dear life. And then I got to apologize to the children's ministry for holding the kids <laughs> in the nursery you know, oh, longer man. than they're expected to. And you know how hard that is sometimes when yeah. you have so many kids I, running around. Yeah, So yeah. just just so that I can force out my point, right? So, <laughs> I mean, and, and definitely the, but definitely, yeah, I was, I was trying to cover as much ground as we can. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a great learning opportunity. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, thank you for doing it, man. Okay, so besides Shepherd's Conference, there's another conference coming up this is the Sola Conference. And, Sola uh, Conference. Yeah, you got, you're got you doing something, right? What, what do you got going on for them? I will be on one of the panels. So that's not, the, that's not one of the, the, the main sessions, but there's these breakout seminars, and there's a lot of good ones, a lot of great seminars to attend. And I'll be, I'll be on a panel uh, with, with two other pastors uh, talking about the the topic of commitment to the local church. So the theme of this year's Sola Conference is prevailing church. And, and, and I do think that that's a powerful theme, especially in light of what the church is going through right now with a lot of uh, moral failure in the church, the division in the church, different camps of the church battling and, you know, the church having to, certain denominations having to make a decision on, on gender issues uh, and, and and sexual orientation and ordination, uh, and so it's a very powerful, I think, theme of prevailing church. And, and I'll I'll basically be talking about, you know, why membership uh, is important when it when it comes to the local church, a membership into the body of church. And so there will be a set of questions about a, a range of questions on commitment to the local church. You know, I don't have to get into it now unless you have specific questions. And then I think there will be also be time for the audience to ask questions. Uh, I won't be the moderator. Uh, Pastor Joshua Lee will be the moderator, and I'll be I'll be on uh, the panel with uh, with another pastor named Michael Lee. Oh, very cool, man! Are you excited for the conference? I am. Um, I I'm going to try to you know, stick around and attend as, as much of it as I can. I mean, mm. there's some limitations. I wish right. I could just, you know, attend more of it, but, but, but for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll be there for sure Saturday as long as I can. And oh, it's, cool. it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I recently started uh, a column for the Sola website. I'm uh, yeah. curating them some links 
And so uh, it's kind of a kind of a fun thing that I get to do. I'm definitely going to uh, cross promote this podcast. And so uh, you can look for it there at uh, their <laughs> website, sola.network. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Um, I'm working with, uh, Hannah, do you know, Hannah, she's like the, like the editor. Yes. So, so for, for Hannah, um, I met her through Gmail, the little chat box on the side when she was helping me to edit the, the initial article that I submitted or the only article I submitted for Sola, um, that talked about FCBC Walnut's history a little bit. And, And she just did an awesome job just helping me through, you know, kind of cleaning up some of my transitions and my sentences, uh, and, and I know that she loves editing, and that's what she expressed. Then um, we were on a council meeting where we had several, or I, I want to say like ten or twelve pastors on Google Hangout, just like this. Or, or no, actually, it was it was like a Zoom meeting. I forgot what it, was it. Go go to meeting one of those apps. And Hannah, Hannah was there just to kind of introduce herself to us. And so I got to see, got, got to put a face to, to the editor and just grateful for her ministry. And I'm so glad that, you know, you linked up with her through social media. Now, um, you know, if, if you could help them with that. Uh, and I saw, I saw what you put out last, last week. I think that's great. You know, just to have a sample of, it's almost like you're an editor of a, of a little, you know, digest, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, here's, here's 10 articles you can pick from yeah. to read to enrich yourself, you know, that, that would bless a specific readership. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's definitely fun, man. I'm excited to see, uh, to see where, where this takes us, man. And um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do it for them. And also that article that you wrote was, was a really good article, man. I'm going to revisit that again soon. I think that, uh, I think that, I think we should probably do, a listener question before uh, it gets too late, man. And so, sure. L- let me make one correction. I had to yeah. just look it up. Oh, uh, sure. The the pastor who will be moderating the panel that I, that I'll be sitting on his his last name is Lim Joshua Lim, not mm-hmm. Joshua Lee. You know, I I, I don't want to just name people wrongly, but his no, name is Joshua Lim. And and from our email communication, it seems like he he just seems like a real solid uh, solid brother. So I can't wait to meet him in person. Oh, very good, man. Yeah. Um, we are open to correction here on the podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> and please. we're also open to questions. And so um, here's a listener question that uh, that was submitted to us. Um, okay, there's a real question. Okay, I'm not making this okay. up. Um, this person, and I don't, I don't reveal, you know, who asked these questions. These questions are left anonymous, unless, unless you really want me to say your name on the podcast, but I think anonymous is better. Apparently <laughs> this person likes somebody at church, you know, like is interested in dating somebody. Um, <laughs> and so okay. how, how is a person, a church person supposed to go about asking people out on, on a date? Well, Let's let's have fun with this. So, yeah. so if you don't know the person, and if you're a guy, right? If you're a guy, and 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 if you if you aren't friends yet with the person, I mean, and, and you don't want to awkwardly kind of like try to become friends. I mean, there's better ways through groups to kind of mingle and see if there's any chemistry, and then get to know someone. I mean, that would be a wiser way to do it. Mm. But, but let's just let's just say that you're in the same fellowship group with another. Uh, gal, or 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 you're single, and you've just, you you've come to church for six months, and there's another gal. You find out she's single. I know this is not conventional wisdom, but just go up to her and ask her out. <laughs> but the way that you ask wow. her out 
is is to say, look, I know you don't know me, mm. um, but I want to be clear about my intentions. I'll just literally say this, you know, I'm, I'm not some creeper. And that's why, you know, and I don't know where you stand theologically on things. Uh, but but I believe that, you know, the most God honoring thing is to make my intentions clear. Mm-hmm. And um, would you be interested in going to get coffee uh, so that we can just get to know each other? You know, it, it doesn't have to be a date. It doesn't have to turn anything, turn into anything. I, I know you don't know me yet, but would you be interested? And if you're not interested, it's completely fine. And just deal with the awkwardness afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, and if she thinks you're awkward and she's spiritually immature and starts gossiping about you, then that's that's her loss anyway, right? No, really, right? If, if you're truly a godly man who has godly intentions, at least the gossip will be, hey, this guy said that he wanted to do things clearly. He wanted to make his intentions clear. Now, I understand in some cultures, people would think that's creepy and people would think that's crazy. Uh, but but at least you're clear on your intentions and, and the gal knows exactly why you're talking to her. Mm, mm, mm. And, and, and if you get shot down, you get shot down and just don't act awkward about it. Um, if you're a gal, Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know. You know, I, I guess you could, <laughs> you could, you could do the same thing, <laughs> right? But maybe more. I don't know. You know, I I don't want to discriminate. You know, but, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the, but the men, you know, it would be a joy if the men stepped up and and and, and took the lead right, on right, this. Right. Um, if if you already kind of know the girl, mm. um, and your friends, you know, or you're kind of like acquaintances, then it's a lot easier. Then just ask her out. Same thing. Ask her out. You know, just be clear about it. Um, I, I think what's what could happen but is not recommended is that a guy and gal starts getting close. Mm. And they've never had a, a, a determine the relationship type of discussion. Mm, There's mm, no mm. clarity on the relationship. Mm. Um, I understand that as guys and gals start serving together in church and are fellowshipping together, the relationships are going to start. But somebody, hopefully the guy, would man up and, and declare some clarity like mm. hey where is this going right 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 you know because the worst thing is that when other people begin to gossip about you and just say hey you know i wonder if something's going on between them right and, and you know that could come from a from a place of where you know when i say gossip i'm just saying the worst case scenario sure right, right. Of, course, of course i i mean but when other people begin to talk about you when other people begin to say hey the two of them they seem kind of close right i wonder if there's something going on and and when people ask you and you and if you say oh no we're just friends mm. well clearly there's some interest so just be honest and say look I like her you know or or or, or I'm interested in him and, and 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 sisters I think if the guy is is vacillating and mm. he and but it's pretty clear that that he's interested in you you know don't be afraid just call him on it you know so so you lead it up and just say hey we need to have a talk. Mm-hmm. You know, where is this going? Now, I understand mm-hmm. that that's awkward for some guys in certain cultures. And even the people hearing this podcast would be like, Hanley, you know, maybe maybe in your younger days, you read too much Joshua Harris. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just looking at Titus chapter two and how, right. how, how men and women are supposed to treat each other mm-hmm. and then how men and women are supposed to treat the opposite gender. Mm. Yes. Let's assume that it's the guy asking the girl. Do you think that the girl has to say yes does she owe it to the guy is there some type of thing that she needs to responsibility she needs to take no um i i think the gal needs to be um biblically needs to be gracious right you know our words need to be need to be gracious and loving we we need to treat brothers as brothers um and sisters as sisters 
right? And, and so I think at, at the end of the day, there are certain church cultures where they say, you know, every gal should at least give the guy a chance. Now, if you're not sure if you're interested in the guy and, and you want to give him a chance, then give him a chance, but at least be clear about it. But, but I think the saddest thing is going on a date with a guy when you already know that you're just not attracted to him at right. all. Right, 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 right. Whether right, it's right. his personality or or his physique or his appearance, I mean, don't, don't, you know, don't tease the guy and lead him on. You know, if you know that there's no chance, um, then just dec- you gently, lovingly decline the date, and I think that's okay. Yeah, very good, man. Very good. Well, Hanley, I, look, I appreciate the the answers to these questions, man. I know some of them are. Uh, a little bit different. Um, but I think this was a good one, man. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that you're willing to tackle questions from dreams to dating <laughs> relationships, man. <laughs> and, and and for the listeners, feel free to disagree and counter with another questions like, like, what about this? Or what if this? Or isn't it awkward? Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to interact with you on it. I yeah, know that- we don't think I know we don't take phone calls or callers, <laughs> right? This is not yeah. a radio show. Um, but I'd love to interact with you on it and why I think coming out of shepherding, uh, a background of shepherding, mm. a lot of broken relationships and, mm. and dealing with, with young people and, and the gossip that comes through being, being led on or leading people on or friendships being ruined, I, I, I think the principle is always clarity over confusion. And I didn't coin that term. I believe that's a term that our, our, our former young adult pastor, a friend of mine, Jonathan Cito, Pastor John Cito, always used to say, you know, clarity over confusion. Clarity over confusion is the way to go. Man, so good, Hanley, so good. Hey, man, thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, of course. It's always a joy. <laughs> thanks, Pastor Hanley. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcasts here at FCBC Walnut. Don't forget to subscribe to Walnut Weekly, our social media email newsletter. We deliver fresh resources for free and provide peeks behind the scenes from the social media ministry of FCBC Walnut. Subscribe today to stay up to date so you never miss out. Find the link in the show notes, but you can also find the link under the resources menu on our website at fcbcwalnut.org. Please send us your questions and comments by emailing us at socialmedia at fcbcwalnut.org. We want this podcast to be useful and beneficial, but also fun and interactive for our listeners. So if you see us around in person, please let us know you listen and feel free to give us critique, comments, or questions. For more episodes, you can visit our archive at walnutcommentary.tumblr.com and you can subscribe to our official podcast feed on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for FCBC Walnut. You'll receive our latest sermons, podcasts, and more. For more info about our church, visit us online at fcbcwalnut.org. Thanks. See you soon.